What is up, everybody? Clint Esposito here with the Clint Esposito Show. We're just going to do a Detroit Supercross preview for you guys. Intro. Okay, okay, I let you guys go around there uh, almost twice for the intro. So we're going to start off with last week's results. Everybody's excited. Kenny Roxon won. I'm excited. It was a good race as well. Um, just coming down there to the last moments, last laps. Um, I think that if um, Barsha wasn't trying to not punt people off the track, he probably would have won that race. I mean, he could have won the race. Um, so I think just uh, Barsha's reform or whatever's going on led him to not smashing Kenny. Also, Kenny, I mean, I guess if you're going to smash somebody, the only one that runs into um, uh Ken Roxon seems to be Cooper Webb. That's the only one that likes to run in the Roxon, which we know the whole story behind that. So um, first we're going to start off going over last week's results. So you got Ken Roxon from Claremont, Florida, which is hilarious to me because Claremont, Florida is like this tiny little um, town in Florida. Like it's had to have the taxes had to have gone up in uh, Claremont, Florida, solely from the amount of motocross riders that are down there that make good money. Because, like I said, it's a very small town. Number two, Justin Barsha, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, uh, Jason Anderson. AC got himself a sixth place. That's awesome. Uh, Christian Craig, Eli Tomac, eighth. Yikes. Um, Justin Hill, Chase Sexton got 10th. So this is how the points lead went from, <clears throat> from Eli Tomac in the lead uh, to him being in second down a couple points to Webb. One point, I think. Um, and like I said, Sexton's way back too, so that's why he lost some points. Uh, Josh Hill... Dean Wilson with 12th, Shane McElrath, Kyle Chisholm, Frederick Noren, Kevin Moran's got a 16th, Justin Starling, Grant Harlan, Josh Cartwright, Cade Clayson, Joan Cross, Logan Carnow, Mr. OnlyFans. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that's the results in the 450. Here you go. Season statistics. Um, points, season points, 202, 20 to 201, uh, to Chase Sexton is in 180, has 189. So that was a big, he was right there. <clears throat> now, he is not. <clears throat> then Jason Anderson, 166, and Ken Roxon with 164. So... 
Man, that's 89, so 90. So he's down uh, 10, 12 points. Sexton is 13 points. That that escalated quickly. Let me tell you, because he was right there, I believe, before this. So uh, average qualifying. This is interesting. They have all this. Average qualifying. Cooper, 7. Uh, Tomac, 3rd. Chase Sexton, 5th. How, who the hell average qualifies one? That doesn't make any sense. Am I not understanding this correctly? How does the first average qualifier? Is that what that means? That can't be what it means. Anyway, season laps led. Like, obviously, they did not up this. Update this because nobody has led any laps. None of them. Okay, average finish. 2.4 average finish for Tomac is a third is a third. Even though he's won like six races. Just because of his couple of off nights are like friggin' eighth. Um where is Kenny? Kenny's average finish is five point three. Which, I mean, I guess, I get it. You got to have decimals in there. But, okay, so let's go to this week. Got all your venue information, everything you need to know. Okay, so uh, how come it doesn't have times? Oh, yeah, it does. 105, EDT. What the hell um, time zone is that? They're in Detroit, so they're one hour behind us. Okay, so it'd be 2 o'clock Eastern Time. I realize a lot of you guys are not in Eastern Time. Probably most of you are. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so qualifying starts 1 p.m., whatever time zone it is, EDT. I don't understand what that is. I thought it was like Central Time or something. Um... Then uh, the heat races start at 7 o'clock. So I'm assuming program intro is 6.30. Let's see if you can see it. Race Day Live is going to be live on Peacock. The race itself is going to be live also on Peacock. There will be a re-air Monday at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. for the re-air. Killing it, guys. Um... It's, I was thinking about this before. It's hilarious that, like, a big thing in Supercross, everybody does every week, is, like, how to watch the race. Like, that's how screwed up TV coverage has been for us over the past, uh, you know, two decades, three decades, that we're, like, everybody's got to search to figure out how to watch this stupid thing. All right, track info. This is what they say. Soft, wet dirt. Track will break down as the night goes on. It's freshly screened, though. So they got rid of all of the rocks and the tear-offs. Because let me tell you, the tear-offs stay. They come back the next year. I went to Detroit for the first time last year. When I think about it, I think of a bad-ass city. I think there was supposed to be a comma in between there. A bad ass city. They have terrible asses in Detroit. There are terrible... No. 
I think he just meant a bad city. And they just put ass on there. I had a lot of fun there. I got a podium. The dirt is sick here too. I love the East Coast dirt. It definitely isn't California. I like it. Pierce Brown. That's the quote that they take about the dirt in Detroit. That's the quote. He he says, I went to Detroit. And then he says, the dirt is sick here too. Like where were they? They were at another East Coast round. And they just took this quote. And then he's like, it's not California. Okay. Um, so let me tell you this. All right. We're going to zoom into that. But I actually have the animated track map for you guys. Oh, hold on. I got to switch my input here. Switching page eventually. There we go. All right. So let's watch it. I'm going to turn the shitty music down. We don't need your shitty music, guys. I also don't want to get sh banned on uh, YouTube because I played the music in your stupid track thing. All right, here's a whole shot. Left-hander. Step on, step off, or you just step over. Little rhythm. Right-hander. Triple. 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 Double. Step on, step off at the end again. Dino back for Nick Gore. Sorry, Turbo Nuts. Left-hander. Finish line. Big old whip for the arrow. Just a little single going into the corner to screw you up. Double into some whoops. Right hand, a 90 degree. And then you got your switchbacks. Right-hander. Left-hander. <clears throat> I mean, from the track map, can you tell that there's inside berms there? Oh, and then you jump over the turn. Left-hander, 180, back into a, into the straight. Um, let me make sure it doesn't just start playing again. Okay. So we're going to blow it up. Let me see if you guys can see this. Switching. It takes a little while to switch from scene to scene. Okay, you can see it. All right, so... The basically the only thing I mean it is a little bit different, but the main thing different here is the switchbacks in the across the start straight, which like I said earlier in the year, I think it's cool that they've been doing a lot of um things through the start straight because otherwise you have a big portion of the floor just sitting there like only used for starts. So I like this. I did also hear two different takes on it. Um, Johnny Hopper said he thought it may be one line through there. Um, but then, uh, Nicoletti said he thinks there'll be a lot of block passing there. And I think that, uh, it can go either way, right? Although thinking about it now, ideally in one of these sections, you would want to go the, the fastest routes without anybody there. Okay, would either be inside, inside. If there's a rut or a berm inside, it looks like by this there might be some kind of little berm on the inside, but you have to remember that the dirt in Detroit is going to be soft enough that you're going to get ruts. So then you're going to be able to turn fast on the inside. So my point is the inside to inside is going to be fast, 
because it's shortest dis distance and it's not hard and flat so you'll have something to lean against so it will be a feasible line if you go outside right you're either going to want to like square and square because like outside to outside full outside is not going to make any sense because you're going to be outside you're going to be exiting outside here and then you're going to have to cross all the way back over to get to the outside again so it doesn't really make that much sense and it's not you're not going to be able to do that in a race either um because there's going to be other people there so you're want, going to want to go probably outside to inside or inside to see even inside to outside doesn't really make that much sense because you'd have to inside to outside i guess that would make sense um, but anyway, with 180s, you can, uh, it gives you, you know, like say you're going outside or even middle of the berm. It, where's there, where's there a 90 here, the nineties, right? So hopefully you guys can see my cursor on here. But so if you're in a 90 degree corner, you have to basically be next to the guy to be able to dive inside of him. Whereas if they're not all the way to the inside, even if they go outside, you kind of, have to be really close in order to cut them off because they're still, you know, the corner's like a 90, so you can't from inside, if you go across inside, you almost don't really cross their path if they're all the way outside. You're like almost not even, you'd have to get to them by the exit. You wouldn't really cut them off at the apex of the turn. Once you're into a uh, 180 and it's tighter like that, now it's easier to just cut across the inside of the turn and be in front of the guy blocking him and making the pass block passing him um so i and the fact that it's tacky i would think there probably will be some uh tomfoolery down in these two turns um but other than that i'd say it's pretty uh straightforward track they didn't bring the tunnel which is a bummer you guys know i love the tunnel the tunnel is great. They probably buried it under this finish line so they didn't have to use all that dirt. Um, but yeah, standard track other than that. Whoops are going to break down. I see they did only do one set of whoops. Probably because the dirt is soft. Um, so that's probably some of it. I just realized I was going to try and find some press day footage for you guys before I got on here, but... Nobody had posted anything yet, so maybe we'll search a little bit. The couple of accounts I know usually put some press day stuff up. <clears throat> so, uh, the whoops, I think, are going to end up becoming jumpers, or like whatever Kenny Roxon was doing last week. So, skimming, like even say you skim the whoops and qualifying or whatever to qualify well by the end by the main or the end of the main you're not going to be skimming them really anyway uh so i think that's kind of going to take like you know like a christian craig's advantage away a little bit because it's not going to be that big of a deal especially come main time so lots of ruts here's the other thing they said that you know the um dirt is wet which we all know the dirt is wet because, or maybe you don't know, it's stored outside. 
it's cold there. It's been probably snowing or raining and the dirt's probably frozen. So they got this big ass pile of dirt. They try to dig out of the bottom of it. Obviously, it's hard to, you have to use most of the dirt. So you end up getting some moisture. That being said, like when you see stuff from today, from press day, it's going to be way wetter than it's even going to be because just from these guys riding, uh, riding it and cutting in the lines, they're like kind of aerating it. I'm going to switch to this. They're like aerating it and basically then the guys cut it back out and then they relay it down. So what's that's doing is it keeps aerating the dirt and then they mix it back up. So, you know, like it's going to dry out as the weekend goes on. I kind of almost think that that's why um, last week they groomed so much, not only just because of, you know, uh, it getting ruddy, but the more that you groom, the more that it wants to um, dry it up, you know. So <clears throat> I think that's why after the heats they... Um, sorry, I'm trying to search for... Uh, people's clips of press day are they not doing press day like what exactly is going on because nobody's posted anything dean wilson usually posts some stuff or uh josh hill they're usually pretty good on posting um press day stuff <clears throat> while it's going on <coughs> i looked at vital too vital doesn't even have anything up so um, whatever, maybe we'll do something later. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's why they started, kept editing, uh, kept editing the track, kept grooming the track was just to help it dry out a little bit for the, obviously staying, you have to stay on top of it. But I think there were kind of a little bit of it was just to, like I said, keep mixing the dirt up, uh, and try and dry it out a little bit. All right, we're going to go over injury reports. Dylan Frandes will miss this week and actually another five weeks. He's out for six weeks. So if you remember, Dylan had that bad crash. They made him sit out for uh, whatever, two, three weeks, something like that. And then he comes right back out and in practice, doesn't even make it to a heat race, lands on his head again, which... Let me tell you, I've said this a lot of times, concussions are bad, but what you absolutely do not want to do is get a concussion on top of a concussion, because <clears throat> that's how you get brain aneurysms, which I believe is not that good of a thing. I don't think that's a positive. I don't think it is. We'll ask. I'm going to do a podcast with some uh, actual brain they're not surgeons. They're brain um, recovery experts. I'm going to ask them if brain aneurysms are any good. All right. <clears throat> Dylan says, after my crashes at Houston and Daytona, I needed further evaluation. I just started a three-week rehab to make sure everything is okay. And the goal is to come back in around six weeks. So that's good, though. I think. Um, because head trauma is nothing to deal with. It's like Wu-Tang. Head trauma is nothing to fuck with. Head trauma ain't nothing. Head trauma ain't nothing. 
You guys get where I'm going with that. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. We're live. Nobody's talking to me, though. Nobody's watching. One concurrent viewer at a time. It's amazing. Um, okay. Oh, then I, I didn't switch it. Hold on. We're going to put it back so you can see what I'm looking at. There you go. Dylan Fernandez out for another six weeks, but I think it's good uh, that that's it. That's all this whole story says. Also, Colt Nichols is out, sitting out in Detroit. Same thing. Uh, HRC's Colt Nichols suffered a mild concussion in a crash at the Daytona Supercross a couple of weeks ago and sat out last week's Indianapolis Supercross when he failed to pass the Alpine Star Medical Unit concussion protocol test Though he was, he has now been cleared to return to action. Nichols and his team feel he should sit this weekend's race out for a full strength return at next weekend Seattle Supercross. That was weird. Um, I also agree with that. I'm glad that uh, a lot of these teams are starting to back off when people ask concussions like. We can talk about the McAdoo deal um, at, was it Atlanta? The one where he friggin' smashed his face off into the face of that tabletop and then um, just came back. They red flagged the race and then he just came back and got like third. One, I didn't even think that you were allowed to get have the, re the race red flagged for you and then ride again. But... What do I know? So, okay. Um, predictions. So, it's... You know, you can't tell which Tomac's showing up. Um, you would have thought... I would have guessed, if you had to make me guess last week, being the track was going to be ruddy, soft, I would have said Tomac would have had a very good shot at it. But, uh, he just didn't feel it, I guess. I don't know. It looks like my mouth is off with the sound. Is that true? Anybody? Danny D. Wayne. What if Dylan got a concussion and ended up speaking without an accent? Um, one time, I don't know if I should say this or not. One time Javier got drunk. And he um, got stuck in English. He couldn't speak Spanish anymore. Just so you guys know. That's a true story. He was like, oh my God, dude, I'm stuck in English. Um, but that would be amazing if he lost his accent from that. That's probably best case scenario come out of concussion. You lose your accent and you speak clearer. English or American. Um, okay, so like I said, I would have guessed Tomac, but after last week, like it's really which, whether he's comfortable. I mean, he won outdoors, so he's got to be okay in the ruts on that thing. I just don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? What happened? I would have guessed him. Would I have guessed, I mean, Roxon is very technical. Justin Barsha is a wild man, so you wouldn't imagine he would be good in 
that stuff, but he grew up in the Northeast. He grew up in New York State, and anybody that's ridden up here knows it's a shit show all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's why he's good in uh, shit weather, because that's how it is up here. Um, to, am I going to say that now all of a sudden Rock's in one one, that's it, he's going to start laying them out? No, because that was definitely a uh, just a unique scenario. You guys know it's like a mud race, right? You get a real bad mud race, and all of a sudden, um, some, you know, Kevin Windham wins. Like, not like he couldn't win normally. But my point is, you have somebody that hasn't been winning so far that year, and then it's a mud race, and then they pull a pull a race win off. So, the fact that Roxon and Barsha um, finished 1-2 isn't that crazy with how torn up the track was. The fact that they passed Webb, both of them, is kind of more uh, impressive than anything. But... I would say, I don't know. Again, it's hard. Tomac could show up. I'm going to give you a non-answer here. Tomac could show up and win. Uh, Cooper could show up and win. Although Cooper's not seemed to be the fastest guy, I guess maybe the weekend that he won. But it seems like there's always been somebody that's a little bit faster. So um, I would say uh, Cooper's at least going to be top four. You know that. <clears throat> and depending on which Eli shows up, prior to a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Eli all the way. I was starting to think, can Eli win every race this year? And then he started to have uh, his issues again. So you can't, the, the guy got to eighth or ninth. Like, holy shit. How do you go from winning everything to eighth or ninth and then win again? Isn't that what he did the last time, right? He he uh, lost the race, got like seven, and then he came to Daytona and stomped everybody's ass and didn't even qualify good. So I think that you have to have some kind of insider information to understand what the hell is going on with Tomac and whether you should... We need somebody in the Tomac camp for everybody's fantasy picks. That would be really good to know, right? To have somebody in there that's just like, not today, boys. Not today. I guess they don't even know. Look at Daytona. Qualified, terrible. I mean, not terrible. Terrible for a guy that wins. Qualified, not that good. Didn't look great. You know, didn't look like Eli Tomac looks nor typically. And still won the race. So, um, I don't think anybody has an answer for you. So, as far as your picks... Um, Good luck with that, because I don't really, I don't play fantasy for this reason, because I suck at it. But I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say, Roxon does pretty good again. And pretty good for Roxon would be like top five, I'd say. Top four. I'd say he gets fourth or above. Same thing I said for, can I just give you a, like a three spot area you couldn't even do that with Tomac because he differentiates by like seven spots so you don't even know all right but I, I think that basically let's just go overall I think that uh Cooper is going to keep the points lead 
this round, and I think that um, Sexton's going to have another issue because it's just two in his head at this point. You know, like, uh, he's basically crashed almost every weekend. Every time he's led, he's crashed. If he could see the leader, he's crashed. <laughs> Jay Sexton led or could see the leader, he has crashed this year. Yeah, I would hope the real... So, Danny D. Wayne says, I think the the real Tomac might be a little pissed. He lost the red plate and show up. Sexton second and then Webb third. That's where you're going on the premise that Chase is not going to fall over again. I, I just... We should look at what his finishings have been. I need somebody that knows all this stuff. Just be like, How, what's average finish for Sexton? Hold on, I think that other thing might show us. <clears throat> um, Chase Sexton, average finish is a 3.4. Which, how the, oh, because of the, so average, it, this should not be surprising to anybody. But average finish goes in the order of they are how they are in the points. I'll switch this thing so you guys can see it too. <clears throat> um, so Cooper Webb's average finish is 2.4. Eli Tomac's average finish is 3. Chase Sexton average finish is 3.4. Uh, Jason Anderson's is 4.9. Roxon's is 5.3. Barsha's 6.1. Isn't it funny how that works out? And that's how they are in the standings. I mean, obviously. But, um, that still blows me away that Tomac's average finish is three and he's won like six races. Blown away, dude. Gotta get a little more consistent. What up, John Matthews? We're going over Supercross. I didn't know you're a big Supercross man. No, I figure you write like any dirt bike stuff. Um, so I was trying to give you guys a um, prediction of where everybody will finish, but I'm doing a terrible job as people are varying by up to five positions in my in my prediction book. Um, yeah. So I was just saying that uh, I think overall, big picture, Webb keeps the points lead. Maybe even, I don't know. I mean, uh, Danny Dean Wayne might be right. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Tomac could show up pissed off and just stomp a hole in everybody's ass. In which case, um, even if he got first and Cooper got second, he would take the points lead. And I guess what's come down to is the pressure going to get to Tomac of the points lead or is he going to chew it up 
spit it out and uh, take the points lead back. That's what we're going to see this weekend. All right, people, um, uh, let's see what we got. Sort of a lost touch with the racing side of things toward the later 2000s, but sort of been getting back into it over the last few years. That's good. Racing over the last few years, actually the whole time, probably been very entertaining but there are a lot of fast guys obviously right now we're down to only a couple they can win the championship but there's a lot of guys that can win races so that's cool and um yeah it's good kenny's back won a race hopefully he can keep it going fyi everybody all the uh photos kenny posts of food it's all meat and fruits and a little bit of vegetables. Just like the meme I made about him going primal and doing steroids. Maybe he did steroids off-season. Maybe. We don't know. Hopefully. But you would expect him to still be declining then now because his, all of his juice would be wearing off. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, it was cool seeing Barsha as well. Honestly, and I do like Tomac, uh, not Tomac, Roxon a little bit better, but I do really like Barsha as well. Also, it doesn't hurt that he's from the area here and he grew up racing a bunch of tracks here that I grew up racing. So, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but, um, he's got such a rad style. And listen, I get it. He gets a little bit overzealous about chopping people's front ends off, but it's still entertaining and it makes for good racing. So, I mean, overall, uh, Barsha is a win for the sport, I would say. Right? He even married a monster chick. A European monster chick. All right. Um, you guys leave some comments. Let me know what, uh, who you guys think is going to win. You can write later and be like, I told you so. You stupid idiot. Um, but, uh, yeah, go and check out nanobella.com. It's actually, I don't have any. It's CBG. It's a precursor to THC and CBD. It does not get you high. Um, but it's actually better for uh, helping with inflammation and pain and stuff like that. And I take it quite often. It actually works. Um, and you can get 15% off by using the code CLINT15. So somebody go and use it so that they're not like, what the hell are we doing with this guy? Besides, you guys have all hurt yourself on motorcycles. There's no excuse. No excuse. All right, um, <clears throat> going to start doing, well, it'll probably be live on something else on Rumble or something, but we're going to start doing a conspiracy show on Mondays, so going to get into all that type of stuff, <clears throat> and uh, the mystery rider going into Night of the Jumps, am I allowed to divulge this? John, am I allowed to divulge this? John knows, because he was writing with Steve and I earlier. <clears throat> um, I'm sure only three people will see this. Spoiler alert for everybody. Harry Bink is going to ride Night of the Jumps. Yeah, so we're going to do conspiracies. It's going to be called Skull and Bros. 
instead of skull and bones. Um, I don't think he, on a KTM? No, that was, uh, um, why can I not think of his name? The gigantic guy, J.O., was on a KTM, no? Um, right? Bink was still riding a Honda. Jay was on a KTM, I think. Yeah, Mondays, it's going to be Monday mornings at 8, just because the guy that I'm doing it with is from Sweden, so that's 2 o'clock in the afternoon his time. <clears throat> and so, um, he's got a kid and stuff, so, uh, he just, just the only convenient time that works for both of us, because otherwise, you know, it's like, uh, oh, Harry's on a KTM now, too? I didn't remember what he was on at Nitro World Games. But I wonder if he's going to do other tricks on that bike. I'm giving away too much. If he triple flips, like, how about I'll just ask this question. Can they do regular tricks or ride the triple flip bikes to do... A regular run. I don't think... I bet it would be super awkward. Also, I know Harry had the um, radiators off of his. Yeah, they... So, the KTMs, or the bikes that they triple flipped on... Um, dude, Dick Trickle. I had a joke about Dick Trickle. Um... What was I talking about? Hold on. Yeah, so the KTMs are super modified, the triple flip bikes. From what I gather, they have the a shorter swing arm, the swing arm shorter, so it brings the wheel in. I'm not sure they did anything with the rake of the front end, which that would do something too, once you bring your wheel base in. So, I mean, they could have gotten maybe triple clamps that bring the rake in of the front end. Um, I'm not sure that they did that. Don't quote me, but I do know for sure that the um, swing arm was shorter. And uh, like I said, Harry's bike, he had the um, radiator off of it. So that way, had all that fluid and stuff. Maybe there was just... I wonder if there was fluid just inside the... Inside the motor. What didn't he just... Instead of just running it through the radiators, right? Just still have it pump, but go just through the motor. Maybe he did that. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. But that would make be make more sense to me. It would still heat up, but um, at least you have some fluid in there. Because otherwise, if you just had like no fluid in there, it was just like empty cavities around the cylinder. It seems like, I guess that would still be like an air barrier. I'm curious now. Yeah, both of them had um, short swing arms and stuff like that. So, somehow we got back on to freestyle here. Yeah, well, so those guys were, um, they were practicing together. So, I'm sure that a lot of the things translated over between both of their bikes, you know, because... Uh, if somebody's learning something, I'm going to be like, hey, what do you got over there? I wonder if they went, would you go a smaller back tire or bigger? 
So if you went bigger back tire, you would get more gyro out of the rear wheel. <laughs> um, or they could just uh, shift up, come off of the ramp and then shift up again and then just pin it and it'll help you spin around. I don't think anybody's doing that. That's why, have you ever guys ever seen anybody backflip a um, snowmobile? The first, like, half a second, you're like, he's dead! And then they pin it, and then he whips around. But for the first half a second, you're like... The first time I ever saw it, we were at a show, and they, um... It was just... They had, like, uh, AstroTurf running. And, dude, he came off of the ramp, and that thing just goes, boom, and stops. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to see somebody die crashing a backflip on a snowmobile. He pins it, coming a little bit hot, like skis up. And I'm like, holy shit. So maybe they have fatter tires. That would, uh, that might work. I don't know. All right. Um, we'll have to schedule some, um, live freestyle chats. Uh, I'm stuttering here. Steve is almost in his new house. Uh, once he gets in his new house, we're for sure going to go live. I may try to press the issue and we'll go live on some stuff prior to that. So everybody can get in and, um, chat. So, uh, maybe I'll discuss that with him and see what we can do. Maybe we can do the, uh, you don't think the building's tall enough for a triple. Yeah. Yeah. They were open stadium, huh? Than the other one. That is true. Um, yeah, so let's try and do the, let's try and do the preview for, um, the next night of the jumps. Um, we'll try and do it live. That way people have the same thing. People can get in, ask questions, chit chat. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Cause we don't need footage and stuff for that one. I'll, maybe I'll just get pictures of the, whoever the riders are that are going to be in the event or whatever. And then, uh. I can just pull up graphics like that. So, yeah, we'll do um, a live stream. I'll announce it prior to us going live uh, further in advance than I did today. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just make it happen. So thank you, boys, for uh, joining. Danny D. Wayne, good seeing you again, my friend. Um, that is all. I'm going to get out of here and try and put some more content together for you guys. All right, everybody. Later.